Hello, everybody. Welcome to Super Saint Podcast. Uh, if you're listening to this on the day of release, the intended day to release will be, uh, it's actually Sunday when I'm recording this. Uh, Sunday, March 22nd, 2020 is the fourth Sunday of Lent. Um, and as you might know, uh, a little bit of craziness going on right now in the world. Um, if you're listening to this in the future, uh, you know, you might remember back. Uh, I'm recording this at home, uh, so please excuse any bumps and, and maybe noises over the top. Uh, as were my whole family's at home, my wife and my five kids and, and two dogs and a cat. So there may be some background noise. So, uh, But uh, I want to share with this, my, my intention was to get this out on Fridays. Uh, this past week has been nuts. So um, again, I'm Sunday morning, March 22nd, and uh, I'm just now getting around to recording this. So... Um, so today we'll, we'll talk about the uh, crowning of thorns. Everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. Everybody wants the resurrection, but nobody wants the crucifixion. That's been the story of salvation history in general, but in particular in this 21st century. We know Jesus did not want to die. He asked his father in the Garden of Gethsemane, if it be your will, let this cup pass from me. He could have given his father thousands of reasons why he should stay on earth a little bit longer. He didn't want to die, but he said yes. Yet not my will, but yours be done. There it was. That's what made Satan so furious. That complete yes, that unconditional yes, that yes with full knowledge of the consequences. Pilate, unable to move their hearts of stone, ordered on most precious Lord Jesus to be taken away. The soldiers led him away to the praetorium. Then they stripped him of it and dressed him in purple. They twisted some thorns into a crown and pressed it down, piercing his head, further mocking him. They placed a reed in his hand to represent a scepter. They contemptuously knelt before him, hailed him king of the Jews. When that sport ceased to entertain them, they took the reed from his hand and struck him with it over and over again on his head, and they spit at him. They mocked him, they accused him, and he was silent, never defending himself, paying with his silence the ransom for our sins. Lord, they stripped you of all your garments, they derided you, they taunted you, those who were not worthy to kiss your feet, and you did nothing. No one wants Jesus to suffer. It calls us to accountability. If he could do it, we have the responsibility to do it also. No one wants Jesus to stand by and do nothing, to say nothing. Does that mean when someone falsely accuses me, Lord, am I to do and say nothing? But he was God, we love to shout that. I can hear Jesus crying out, but I was also man. I was like you in all things but sin. We have to come to terms with the fact Jesus suffered physically. We endured, he endured all the pain we go through. You can't hide behind the fact that Jesus was God. He was man, too. So that there is no doubt in anyone's mind how much our Savior, the God-man who gave up his life for his friends, his enemies, suffered. We need to look at Jesus crowned with thorns. His suffering was more severe than ours because he was taking on the sins of the world. He was suffering for all the sins which had been committed before him. All that went on during his lifetime and the tens of billions of sins which would be committed in the future. How painful was that crown on his head. 
When our Lord appeared to St. Margaret Mary, he told her that his enemies placed a crown of thorns on his head, but his friends placed that crown on his heart. Are we the friends who place a crown around his heart today? As he looked about the crowd at those he had touched, those he had healed, those to whom he had brought hope, though who, those who repaid his love by running away, who denied him out of fear, was a second crown placed on his heart? In the Western world, we're at a disadvantage. We can't visualize a thorn so big, a thorn so big that it could penetrate a skull and inflict in fatal injuries. We know of the little thorns from rose bushes. They draw blood and inflict pain, but are nothing compared to the spear-like thorns in the Holy Land. If you take a journey to the Holy Land during Holy Week, you see replicas of the crown of thorns that Jesus wore. It's difficult to look at, Reality always is. You want to turn away. Surely, Lord, they did not press this crown of thorns on your precious head, but they did. If we can never forget that replica of this crown, what painful memories did Mother Mary have to deal with as she remained on earth doing her Heavenly Father's will? Jesus had conversations with St. Bridget of Sweden. He not only described how many wounds he received as the soldiers struck him over and over again while tied to the pillar, he shared how one of the thorns from the crown the soldiers pressed down on his head pierced the top of his head and came out through his forehead. It would have to have actually penetrated his skull. Jesus told St. Bridget that this was a fatal thorn, a fatal blow. Had he not been crucified, he would have died from this wound. Early icons of our Lord Jesus depict him with what seems to be a little curl or a wisp of hair coming down from his head. This is not a lock of hair. In actuality, it is the thorn extruding from his head. If you look at the image of the Holy Shroud, the wound of one of the thorns is visible. We want the clean, white, gleaming Jesus. Nobody wants the thorn to stick out from his head. They want it to be a lock of hair. Our brothers and sisters, not of the Roman Catholic faith, worship the risen Christ. Martin Luther could not come to terms with the crucified Christ. Jesus accepted the call to the crucifixion. Luther could not. Jesus obeyed and we were saved. Luther disobeyed and gave birth to the greatest scandal of the cross our church has ever known. But as Jesus saved his church once through the cross, so he does it over and over again. That's why we can't run from the cross. Our salvation is through that cross. Pick up your cross and follow me. We're all given crosses. They were designed especially for us, unlike the one our dear Lord Jesus had to carry. They are just the right height and weight. They are fashioned to fit perfectly because we have been given just enough grace to carry them. My grace is enough for you. Accept your cross. No, embrace your cross. You don't want anyone else's cross. It wouldn't fit. You wouldn't have enough grace to carry it. We don't want to suffer. We don't want to die. We don't want to experience physical pain, much less emotional or spiritual pain. We want the resurrection. We want that clean Jesus, dressed in brilliant white, and not wounded on him, not a wound on him. That's not the way it works. We know we can't have the resurrection without the crucifixion, but we say, how, Lord, how can I endure that pain, that suffering? How can I let a thorn the size of a nail be pounded through my skull? I'm not strong enough for that. What is the answer we all want to know as well? 
and afflicted Jesus was brought before Pontius Pilate. A crown of thorns had been jokingly placed on his bleeding head. A purple cloak draped mockingly on his wounded shoulders. Blood and sweat poured from his scourged flesh. Pilate wanted nothing to do with Jesus. This had gone too far. Lord, how did the mob dare to look upon your suffering? How could those you had healed, those you had forgiven, how could they be part of your humiliation? Pontius, Pontius Pilate cried out, Behold the man. He was hoping for some sympathy, some remorse from the crowd. After all, they had been his followers. They had pursued him from place to place. They had hailed him just the Sunday before as he entered Jerusalem. But the crowd was deaf to his plea. They had been stirred up into a wild, angry frenzy. I believe that some were even too afraid to defend Jesus. The violent few had always been able to intimidate the frightened many into doing their will. Away with him, crucify him, they shouted. When we choose the world and its acceptance before Jesus, are we not rejecting him? When we just stand by the very vocal few, they take over and shout, crucify him. Are we not shouting crucify him by our silence? Pontius Pilate's, Pilate's wife had, had a dream. She sent word to her husband to have nothing to do with the death of this innocent man. It was a feast day of the Jews. At this time, Pilate would allow them to choose a prisoner to be released. They chose a murderer and thief. Give us Barabbas. Whom do we choose when we vote for preservation of our comforts instead of the preservation of human life? Who do we choose? Who is our Barabbas? When Pilate asked what harm had Jesus done, what could they have replied? He healed us. He forgave our sins so we could start over. He brought us the bread of life. He fed us in body and spirit. What could they have answered? Crucify him, they shouted all the louder. Jesus was the light. With his light, he brought to light all the sins that had been done in darkness. When they condemn others, he revealed to them their sins, cautioning them not to judge lest they be judged. They couldn't be superior, couldn't look down on anyone with Jesus present. He knew all there was to know about them. They had to silence him, crucify him. Forgive us, Jesus. We don't want you bleeding and dirty. We don't want a crown of thorns on your head. We want to see you as Christ the King with a gold crown on your head, victorious. We don't really want to look upon you in the cross. You told us to pick up our cross and follow you. That salvation was through the cross. It is so hard. Forgive us, Jesus. We know not what we do, or do we? Please load our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Here's how to download our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Simply with your iPhone or Android device, go to the App Store, search for Bob and Penny Lord app, and download it. It's that simple. Here's what you can do with our free Bob and Penny Lord app. Number one, the, there's a link 
to our marketplaces, our websites, uh, our uh, blog, and this podcast. The second link is to our Bob and Penny Lord TV channel, where you can access all of our videos as seen on EWTN, plus a whole lot more. Thank you very much.